0: Hello everybody and welcome to 730T with Ree. If you're new here, I'm very happy that you're here. (laughs) You guys are going to laugh at me. You guys are going to make fun of me because today (laughs) it's a Monday. It's Columbus Day, right? Right. So I was on my merry little way to the library to go and record this episode. Mind you, I work part-time at a library and I am off today, visibly. And <laughs> why did I go to the other library today to record this? Like, I'm driving over there. And as I, I'm driving near it, I see there's no cars in there. And I'm like, oh my god, you imbecile. How did you manage to do this all on your own? Fully on your own. You, you managed to make a fool of yourself just like that. And yeah, yep, yeah, I... <laughs> So funny because I literally planned on getting my Starbucks because there's a Starbucks nearby the library and everything and all that. I usually get that right before every episode so I can feel all energized and awake during it. Oh, guess where I am now? I am parked at this marina that I like to go to a lot. That isn't far from my house. It's like 15 minutes. It's like one of my favorite places. So I'm parked here right now and I'm doing the episode in, in my car because I was like, well... <laughs> Might as well get right to it anyways, right? Anyways, I hope you guys are all doing well today. Aside from me and my stupid little moment, I'm really excited for this upcoming weekend. I'm going to be going to Salem, Massachusetts. So I'm excited for obvious reasons if you guys have listened to the last episodes Especially episode 5 where I um, predicted a breakup from a reading, a tower reading that I did, and a sound healing reading, and a dream that I had, a a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, led to the prediction. But um, if you guys had listened to that episode and everything, you'll know that I really am very excited about this because... I'm an intuitive person, and I love crystals, I love spirituality, so I'm really excited to go there and see what it's all about. I know a lot of people have told me a whole bunch of different things, my sister went there, And I know a lot of friends who went there and they all are in love with it. Like, they said it was really cool. A bunch of cool witchy stuff. A whole bunch of weird vibes. Creepy vibes. Which, I love creepy stuff. I also love scary movies. I like horror. And all that stuff. It's like, even though I scare myself. (laughs) Like, if I go to see a scary movie or I do something creepy. Like, I definitely scare myself. But... I don't know. The weird part of me, it's like, even though I get anxious after, I'm still like, oh wow, that was a great scare. I don't know. I just love it. I just simply love it. I'm a weirdo. I don't know what to tell you. Speaking of scary shit, I saw The Exorcist, The Believer, the new movie the other day. That was so scary. If you are someone who will stay up at night thinking about a scary movie after you've seen it, do not go ahead and watch that movie. Because, okay, usually I don't get that scared after. Like, when I was younger, I feel like I would get scared and stay up after. But now, like, I really do love scary shit. But that one was crazy, in my opinion. Now, maybe there's some of you that have already seen it and are like, oh, it's not that scary. Girl... I was so scared because, you know what it is, I don't like scary movies that have to do with demons or the devil, like, combining it with God. I don't like those ones. I feel like it's just too much. It feels too realistic because I feel like that stuff can definitely happen. And plus, The Exorcist is literally based on true events like it, i i'm pretty sure the first exorcism movie was based on an actual story like a, it actually happened to some little girl so yeah i i just don't really like to watch those because it's a little too real for me like i'd rather not not um watch demons and stuff like that and think about that before bed and it just it's it's not for me because I know damn well if I sit there and I watch it, I'm going to think about it before I go to bed and then I'm going to have a really shitty nightmare. And my nightmares are the worst. As I've told you guys, I can, you know, sometimes get things in dreams. So if I have a an intuitive nightmare dream theme, if I have something like that, it's really intense and I'll wake up. And I'll be up for the rest of the night until the sun rises because I'm too scared to go back to bed. So, yeah, I do not like to watch anything that has to do with demons. That is the point. But anyways, before we get into today's stories... I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about the podcast if you're new here. So this podcast is all about spilling tea and sharing your deepest, darkest secrets. So if you have any tea to spill, DM me on Instagram at 730 Tea with ree. You spell that 730-T-E-A-W-I-T-H-R-I-E. Or you can DM me on my main Instagram account at Rihanna Flores. You spell that R-I-E-A-N-N-A f-l-o-r-e-s. And if you wish to be anonymous, please let me know. Stories should be up to 500 words or less. And if you want to send an audio voice message instead of typing out your story, please keep it up to five minutes max. Thank you. Now let's get into our first story of the day. So this first story is called, she made me look bad in front of my crush. So one of my followers wrote in and they said, A few years ago, I had a really shady, toxic friend. There were plenty of times where she's tried to make me look bad or make herself look better when we hung out around other people. I have many little gems from her, but I felt like this one needed to be shared. So I was playing pool at a pizza place with her and some other friends, one of which was a guy I was interested in that she was friendly with and had classes with. She knew I liked him and said that she would try to get us talking if we... all spent time together as a group. This pizza outing was my chance, or so I thought. He and I got into a conversation and were sort of flirting. Then he starts talking about how he was tired of casual dating and really wants a committed relationship. This is when my friend chimes in with, well, you're looking in the wrong place. Hannah hasn't really dated much and is pretty immature. She's just not ready. She's only kissed like one guy and isn't ready for commitment." They both laughed. I pretended to feel sick and left. <sighs> I hate this. I hate this for you. <laughs> Ooh, I hate this so much because I've been there. I'm I'm pretty sure we've all had a shady friend like this. I think every single girl can relate to this shit because we've all had a shady friend. I mean, I'm sure guys can relate to it too, but I think in girl world, it's honestly sometimes worse. And I think it just, it comes from pure insecurity is what it is. I just feel like it's so wrong when a girl puts another girl down, like in front of someone, because you're supposed to have each other's backs. I feel like as a woman, we already... Um, have a tougher time out in society in general so it's like it makes more sense for us to have each other's backs as it is you get what i'm getting at here you know and there's just not much that you get out of putting another woman down other than maybe temporary satisfaction maybe it made you feel good for like five seconds but then like later when you're alone by yourself you're really going to be sitting there alone in your thoughts thinking like damn why did i do that like damn that just you know adds on to who I am as a person what what kind of person does that make me you know it's like at the end of the day you're still not gonna feel satisfied with yourself overall after having a temporary satisfactory moment from from something that's literally so horrible yeah this girl she's definitely not a girl's girl um it honestly seems like she was maybe jealous of you or just super insecure about herself. Or maybe maybe she's a super conceited girl. And likes to make sure that she always looks the best um, in front of other people. Which in a way, I still think that coincides with a sense of like insecurity. Because um, if you have to do so much just for people to think of you as a good person or for someone to think that you're beautiful or for someone to think that you have it all together, then you have a lot of insecurities within yourself because you're already trying so hard for other people to believe it because you don't even believe it yourself. Because really and truly, if you did believe those things about yourself, then you wouldn't care about whether or not someone else does. Like you wouldn't need that validation from anybody else. You wouldn't be searching for it what i've learned personally is that as you grow older the only validation that you should need is your own and by that i mean you should always validate yourself you know it allows you to feel at peace with who you are because you know you're validating your own feelings you're validating just who you are as an individual and if you can't even validate yourself You're going to be constantly looking for that validation in every single place that you go and in every single person that you meet. And by doing that, you'll only find yourself really exhausted and drained from your thoughts running in so many different directions. And it'll only leave you feeling even more unsatisfied with yourself than you already are. Also, (laughs) I don't like that the guy just like went along with it. Like, He didn't even call her out on anything. Now, I know that some guys can be oblivious and that shit's annoying as hell. But like, I feel like sometimes you really can pick up on social cues or if someone's being rude. And what she said, I feel like is it sounded visibly rude. So I don't understand why he didn't pick up on that. Or maybe he did. I feel like if he did pick up on that, that honestly kind of makes him a coward, which means then you guys weren't meant to be anyways, because if he was the guy for you and he liked you the way that you liked him, he'd be able to recognize, you know, the good in you and know that the things that she was saying um, probably weren't true or that even if they were true, That you still have good in you and that he'd be interested in wanting to know all of you, not just hear what she had to hear. Because that's one perspective compared to actually getting to know you. If that makes sense. Also, too, like, just the laughing itself really shows who he is. The fact that he just, like, laughed at that when it was probably an uncomfortable moment, too. Because you can sense when it's, like, awkward, So, he honestly, he should have just stuck up for you, but he didn't. By the way, guys, I'd like to slip in here that her and this girl are not friends anymore, in case you were wondering. Like, she told me this after she sent this in. But, um, going back to everything, um, honestly, it's good that you're not friends with her anymore. It's good that it didn't work out with that guy, because you probably would have been really unhappy continuing both types of relations if you, you know, stuck with that. You're better off without them and I'm really proud that you walked out of there rather than staying there and dealing with that the whole time. Even if you faked it, like at least you knew your worth and you left for your own good and your own peace of mind. Because you recognize that what she was doing wasn't right and there's so many instances where girls will realize that in the moment but they'll still stay in the friendship in the hopes that maybe that friend will change, or this, that, or or sometimes some girls really don't catch on to the bullshit that other girls might do to kind of tear them down. Sometimes other girls maybe don't catch on to that as soon, or they don't really get the social cues yet, but if you are seeing any type of shady behavior in somebody, try to actually sit there and analyze, why are they doing it this way? Maybe see if you should talk to them about it or see if it's something that's so consistent where it's like at that point it doesn't even need a conversation because you already have your answer. Because you shouldn't just, you know, waste your time on a friendship that's not benefiting you. And by benefiting you, I don't mean like, you know, taking, taking, taking from someone, but I mean benefiting you in the way of like making you grow as a person. Because when you have a friendship, you're supposed to make each other grow and that goes hand in hand with like a relationship too. You should be able to make each other grow. I've heard that the top five people that you surround yourself with are the people who are like, they all have some sort of characteristic within yourself and I feel like that's very telling. You know, there's some people that surround themselves with Someone who's successful, then someone who's funny, then someone who's fashionable, then someone who's political, then someone who's scientific, whatever it is. But it's like all a part of you that will shape you. You get what I'm saying? Overall, the takeaway from this, though, is that you should always be validating yourself as a person so that you don't let that insecurity within yourself affect other people around you. Because that will only lead to bad karma. And another takeaway is that if you're noticing someone putting someone else down, you shouldn't just laugh along with it. You should actually say something. Like I said, it's good that you stood your ground and, you know, knowing your worth is the most important thing. And that's the biggest takeaway of all. Like I said, I'm glad that you and that girl are not friends anymore because... If you guys stayed friends, it only would have stunted your growth as a person. All right. So time to get into our next story of the day. So this one is called Her Boyfriend Paid for Head from a Massage Lady. And this was actually an audio message sent in from one of my followers. So I'm going to play that. (laughs) I honestly should not be laughing. But this is kind of funny. It's just crazy. Like, you know, what it's so crazy that it's just funny. Like, what? An underground massage parlor is crazy. That's like, dude, what? And I'm thinking to myself right now, I'm like, okay, why would he do there of all places? I don't know. I feel like that's worse. And that's just like more sketchy to do. I don't know. I feel like. Maybe it would have made sense if he went to a strip club instead and got that type of satisfaction. Actually, I don't know. Maybe that's worse. I have no clue. It's just awful. Also, how did she find out that it was blowjobs? Like, that means he had to have confessed to that. Because, I mean, how do you know? (laughs) Because do the bank statements obviously the bank statements definitely don't tell you like here here he got head you know unless she like had to search up like the name of the place because i think sometimes the name of the place comes up in those things so maybe that's what it was i just want to know how she found out like did he confess or did did it say like a particular name and she searched it up and and realized that it was some underground massage parlor place anyways it's just fucking crazy um how are they getting engaged? How are how are they doing that? Also, did she at least get tested after they broke up for eight months? Did she get tested? Because I, I certainly would have. I mean, like, blowjobs. Come on. And also, like, who knows? He could have been hiding more. He could have taken it further. You don't know. Also, OnlyFans. OnlyFans, I, I have kind of mixed feelings on because okay if it was free <laughs> like whatever do you you know like because there's only fans users where like they have their content for free they really they do there's a lot of people that have that and I feel like that's not as bad like if you're watching content for free you know it's the same as going on Pornhub and you get that for free But to actually pay for it is crazy to me because I don't... Okay, I don't know if these two live together or what, but even just in general, like, when you're in a relationship, usually, like, you're kind of sharing that money at some point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's your guys' money together. So it's like, he's really using their money to pay for OnlyFans. It also... Even if it's not their money, like them together, it's about to be, because they're going to be engaged, so she better keep him in check, she better be checking, she shouldn't even have to. She should not even have to, because she shouldn't be with him. If someone's going to do all that shit, like, they're definitely going to continue doing it again. Like, I would understand if you cheated on someone and it's, like, actually a mistake, even though, in a way, it's almost, like, not a mistake, you know what I'm saying, but... I'm saying if you have one slip up, if, if it's like something like you kissed someone or some shit like that, I could understand maybe getting over that. If you were like a couple where you were together for like six years and maybe they just kissed someone because they were feeling whatever the fuck they were feeling, whatever it is. Like if it's one little kiss, I'm like, you guys could work through that together as a team and become better people right but this is like he went and he paid he paid he paid for a blowjob. he paid for it and he also paid for the only fans there's money involved in this do you know how much of that shit that he did where he could have gotten it for free that's why i think it's so crazy That means he was so enticed by a woman's body that he would literally jeopardize his finances for it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I just feel like if you're going to pay to see see someone's body, it is honestly strange and wild because it's like you can see anybody's body for free. Anybody who's the hottest person in the world, you could literally see it for free. (laughs) I feel like for him to be doing that, it kind of seems like he's not fully satisfied with who he's with because it's like, like I said, you know, if you're watching porn, whatever, that's free. That's on your own time. You're not paying to see someone. You're not paying like it's not it's not something where you're like, oh, my God, I need it so bad that I'm going to just pay for this. It's free. You know, porn is porn whatever it's free porn. (laughs) Who cares? But like to pay is crazy. So that's why I feel like it's it has to do with his level of satisfaction. Maybe he's not getting something out of the relationship that he feels like he needs. Now, that's not anything to bash this girl that his girlfriend is, you know, probably an amazing person. Who knows? I don't know the girl, but she's probably an amazing person. But maybe it could be that they just have different levels of libido Now, if you don't know what libido is, which some people do, some people don't, I'm just going to reiterate it, libido is like your sex drive levels. That's basically what it is. I think maybe he has a very high libido, clearly so bad that he would pay for sexual activity. And maybe she has a lower libido. I don't think hers is super low, probably not, but it's definitely lower than his because She obviously didn't go ahead and pay for sexual activity like him. And it's honestly really hard when you have two different levels of libido in a relationship. It doesn't mean that it's not doable. It's just you have to compromise with each other. And now mom and dad, if you're listening to this, stop listening right now. (laughs) Because what I'm going to say is I know for me personally, I have a high libido And in the past, like partners that I've been with, there's only been one person that I've been with that had maybe the same level of libido as me and we worked out pretty well for as long as we could. But then I've also had a partner where he had a low libido and I had a very high libido and I was just like so unsatisfied sometimes. I didn't go out and cheat on him or anything like that, but I did find myself feeling unsatisfied and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it is what it is. And it just means that you should either find ways to compromise and work together as a couple. If you choose to be together forever, that's what you have to do. But if it's really not working out and you really can't find a way to compromise, then you two shouldn't be together because that's something where it's like, it's the rest of your life. Do you want to be unsatisfied for the rest of your life? Now, I'm not saying sex is the only thing that matters, but it plays a very big role because it's intimacy, and intimacy is a very, very big thing. It's a very big thing. There's other bigger things, but that is a very big thing in, like, you know, your first however many years of marriage, and it's important. Now, I know years later in a marriage, that those intimacy levels kind of go down, and so, like, you know, personality traits matter more. Just, you know, if you click as two people together, but intimacy in the beginning years, beginning stages of a marriage and stuff really does matter a lot. So that's why I, I think that maybe these two either shouldn't be together at all, or they should compromise. But Personally, I really don't think that they should be together at all because for him to pay, like I said a a billion times, for him to pay for that means that he has some type of problem too. Not only that he has a high libido, which like I said, there's nothing wrong with a high libido, but it's just the fact if you're going to go ahead and pay for something and jeopardize your finances, that is concerning because... You could have gotten that for free if you, if you wanted to cheat, you could have done it for free. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't make sense to pay for it. Anyways, going back to them about to be engaged, that's really crazy. And like I said, not a good idea. I think what their biggest issue, it seems like, is communication. I feel like they aren't discussing their wants versus their needs and I feel like even though maybe... They're probably going to end up getting engaged anyways, it seems like. seems like she's probably going to say yes. Because it seems like an on and off thing going back and forth. And sometimes in those scenarios, you feel so passionate and angry and in love and sad all at the same time. And happy at the same time. Sometimes you just end up saying yes, you know, in the spur of the moment. I feel like it's probably not going to work out. Because they have not even gotten down to the bottom of what it is they want versus what they need from each other, it seems like. Because if they did, he wouldn't be doing what he did. And she wouldn't have been staying with him, honestly, if she recognized what she needed and what she wanted. She'd be going after somebody else who, you know, she actually deserves. But either way, I'm not even sure she really knows what she deserves because if she did, she wouldn't be staying with him. It seems like she's only staying with him because she's scared and fearful of the unknown or not finding what she had with him. Which I'm not sure what they have because I don't know them as a couple. But it seems like she definitely feels something very strongly enough to stay with him after all of that. All I know is, um, you know, this is definitely not, not good. It's definitely toxic. And they shouldn't be together unless they had a really huge discussion and actually worked in themselves separately for a long time. And I feel like eight months, I feel like even though that's long, it's really not long enough. (laughs) I just feel like personal, from personal experience, it takes way longer than eight months to actually, like, genuinely um you know change and grow you can grow day by day that's a true thing and you know week by week month by month year by year you can really grow sometimes people grow in a quick short amount of time but I feel like when it comes to cheating and pain like that I feel like it takes a way longer time to actually fully, genuinely heal because it's a big, big layer of trust that is broken with that. I know from personal experience, which that will be an episode at some point, I'll definitely have to tell you guys my cheating story or somebody cheated on me. But anyways, um, like I said, I don't think these two should really be together, um, If you guys have any personal opinions to share on this particular story and how you feel, definitely swipe up when I post it on my uh, social media stories. Definitely swipe up and let me know. I'll probably put some polls up there. Or if you guys want to actually swipe up and and send me your legitimate opinions, I don't care. I'll sit there and I'll read it and I'll listen to it. I'll respond to it. If you want to send audio messages, like, I'll sit there. I love to hear different perspectives. Plus, like... This was a very complex type of story, so I would like to know what you guys think. But anyways, we're going to get into our third and final story of the day, which is called He Dumped Me When My Grandma Died. So this is a trigger warning for any of you, just in case. So one of my followers wrote in and they said, so I dated this guy, and in hindsight, there were a lot of red flags, such as he made comments on how much food I love to eat at a gathering. He would even rate our sex life, which was really hurtful and made me feel like ass, because I wasn't into what he was into. He would say, oh, it would have been a 10 out of 10 if we did this, but since we didn't, I'd say 7 out of 10. Anyway, we now see that he's obviously trash. Back in February, my grandma passed away at the age of 91. She was like a mother to me, and the death really messed me up, especially since I was the one who checked the pulse and sat with my mom and aunt waiting for the people to take her body out of the house. We took care of her as she slowly lost who she was on the outside, and my boyfriend at the time knew how I was so destroyed about watching her slowly drift from herself over a period of a few months. When she died, I tried to feel normal again, My boyfriend and I went to eat, and then we hung out. He held me when I cried and even went with me to the funeral. About a week after we put her ashes on the shelf, him and I were supposed to go to dinner to get my mind off of it. But instead, he called me and told me he never loved me and just didn't want me anymore. It felt like I was a toy he casted aside because he got bored. I cried for 20 minutes and then felt grief because he was a horrible boyfriend. Mind you, I wasn't consistently grieving. I hate crying in front of people and I was as normal as possible. So yeah, that's the T sis. <sighs> this is so horrible, which before I even get into this, um, you know, I just want to say I'm sorry for your loss, um, rest in peace to your grandmother, but, oh my gosh. This is so horrible. What he did is so, so horrible and fucked up. I can't even believe someone would have the audacity to do that to you during an incredibly, like, rough time that you're going through. Especially, like, the fact that you were there when when she was passing... Like, you were literally checking her pulse. It's just so fucked up on his part. That is the absolute worst timing to do that, and the worst way to do that over a phone call is just so, so fucked up. Especially even saying, like, he never loved you is, oh my god, that would... That would fuck with anybody's mind and I can't even imagine how you felt. I can't even imagine the pain that you felt along with trying to figure out a proper way to cope and grieve. Because grieving, I've seen a lot of people and people grieve differently all the time. Some people grieve by acting completely normal. Some people grieve by feeling it all at once And some people grieve through dark humor. Um, There's a lot of different ways that people grieve. And it's a lot. It's a lot because nobody gives you instructions on how to grieve. There's no specific way. It's a matter of just understanding yourself over time more and more. And the grief doesn't really go away. It just gets smaller over time. And just know that if you ever do need to talk about it, I'm always here for you. And that goes for any of you. If anybody's ever going through anything where they're really struggling with their grief and they need to, you guys need to talk about it with anybody, you can always talk to me about it personally. You can always, you know, um, DM me or anything like that. And I'll really sit there and give you advice or send you audio messages, whatever it is that I need to do to make sure that I'm helping you either grow in a way or give you some advice or maybe help you feel better for a little bit, I would hope that you all know that this is a safe space for you all. And you guys should also be able to communicate with each other too. If if any of you who are regular listeners here, I would hope that you guys all know that it's okay to speak with each other too and have each other's backs because you know we're all here together in this safe space that's meant for us to all interact with each other and be there for each other. So I just wanted to remind you guys of that again just so that you know that I'm always here for you guys and I'm sure everybody else that is an avid listener on here is there for each other as well. Now going back to this stupid man, the most fucked up part about this is that he did so much to help you at first and then he completely gave up at the last minute and blindsided you at a time when you needed him most. And I'm not saying that you needed him, needed him, you know, but you you did. I mean, of course you need family more, but when you're with somebody and you're in a relationship, sometimes you do need that during a grieving process. Like, it definitely helps it even more. Because when you're in a relationship, you know, you have intimacy, you have all of these things, and, um, you know, the emotional parts and everything. You have someone that is your number one person to go to. So the fact that he just gave up on you at a time when you needed all of those things most to help comfort you is really fucked up. Especially doing it just a week after everything is just so wrong. Because even a week after, you're barely starting your grief process. Because within a week, you're still numb. So it's like, it's the most confusing time. So for another thing to be added onto that, such as heartbreak, along with grief, is way too much at once. It's way too much. It's also fucked up that he was already kind of an asshole, where he would make you feel uncomfortable about how much you're eating and, and your sex life and rating that is, oh my gosh. It seems like he honestly wasn't raised the right way or something. It also seems to me like as soon as things get real for him, he just seems to want to take off because look how fast he did that. He was helping you just fine for however long and then literally a week later just gave up and took off once things got very real where he realized, oh my gosh, like I have this partner and... They're going through something and it's going to be really hard. So I'm just going to up and go like that just shows his character. It shows who he is as a person and it, it sucks. It sucks that that happened that way. And I'm sorry that that happened to you because nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves to go through so much at once. Heartbreak and grief at the same time is so hard. I can't even imagine. All I know is what you can see it as is this was a blessing that you guys aren't together anymore and you know it's good that you felt relief when it did end because that means you knew in your heart too that it wasn't right but it really does suck that you had to go through so much at once. But just know that all of that adds to your strength It only made you stronger And it sounds like you're a very strong person and that everything that happened really did make you grow and shape you into who you are. And you should be proud of that. I know that I'm definitely proud of you for going through that and pushing yourself through it because it's most definitely not an easy thing to go through. And the biggest thing to take away from this is that you really and truly can find a light at the end of the tunnel as long as you just... Keep going and keep moving forward. All right. So now to clear up all of the energy that we just let out, all the good, all the bad, all the everything that we just let out, we're going to close out with our sound healing session. So sit back, lie down, relax, shut your eyes, take a deep breath in from your nose and out from your mouth. And I'm going to play. All right, guys. That closes out our episode for today. I'm so happy that you guys all joined. Don't forget to hit that follow button. Stay tuned for next week's episode and I hope you have a really good day. Goodbye!